Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. And everyone's taken the first in the first two rounds the same guys over and over again. I don't get it. Don't get it. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Hour number two. If you're listening live or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio. Craig Mish, fantasy sports today. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the fantasy sports network. Sports Radio Network. News update. Training camps are opening throughout the NFL. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting Julian Edelman is recovering from a broken left thumb. Per Rappaport, Edelman's injury occurred three weeks ago while playing catch. And Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, did not report for the start of Saints training camp on Thursday. That's also according to Rappaport. Thomas has been in negotiations with the Saints for weeks, but apparently he's not showing up until a deal gets done. He's reportedly seeking upwards of $20 million annually in contract talks, which would make him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. In Major League Baseball, x-rays have come back negative on Enrique Hernandez's hand. Matt Carpenter will remain on his rehab assignment through the early part of the weekend. That's according to Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. And finally, Jeff McNeil will be out of the Mets lineup on Thursday due to what the Metropolitans are calling heavy legs. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Second hour of the show here on Fantasy Sports Today. We're going to get into a lot of baseball and football discussion in this hour. Specifically, I'm going to give you a rundown of some of the rookie call-ups in fantasy that you could be rostering right now that could help you over the next month or so. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and hour number two of our show starts now. I'd like to talk a little bit about sports. Fantasy Sports Today. Well hit, down the left All right, welcome back. Hour number two, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish with you as we roll on on this Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of the show. As always, 2 o'clock Eastern. It's time for a little full-time fantasy, so you'll want to stay tuned as Adam Brodus and Dr. Roto, they got you ready, and they're going to carry all the way until 4 o'clock Eastern. And I, I think that this segment, what I, I want to talk about, and, and maybe this will be unpopular if you're a Mets fan, uh, but I, I do think that the Mets should trade Noah Syndergaard. And I'll explain to you why. Syndergaard, and this is a, a reality conversation mixed in with a little fantasy. He has been one of the more frustrating players to own. Uh, my my comp to him in football is kind of like it was owning Rob Gronkowski to a degree where you know that there's elite talent there. There's always extreme upside, but it's having a problem staying on the field and also having a problem sometimes achieving that greatness. And 
if I am the Mets at this point, and I don't really know what goes on behind the scenes with them and their development and how they get players to the next level, but it hasn't worked for him. Now, for whatever reason, Jacob DeGrom went from the third or fourth best pitcher, assumingly, on that team to the best. Syndergaard did not. Zach Wheeler did not. Steven Matz did not. And whatever changes that they made, they simply didn't work. I'm not saying that I would trade them all, but I just don't know that the Mets in particular are going to be able to get Syndergaard to the next level. Honestly, I don't know if another team is going to be able to get him to the next level. I'm not sure. But I think at some point, you have to look at it, and it's not a matter of selling high or selling low. It's just kind of starting over. And a total rebuild for the Mets, I don't know. But who's to say that he doesn't get hurt? Who's to say that that Syndergaard in the offseason, who's been very outspoken about a lot of different things, and I know I, I know he likes being a Met, but let's just say Syndergaard all of a sudden wakes up one day in November and tweets out, hey, I want out. Mets start to lose some leverage at that point. I don't know that he would. I'm not saying that he would at all. I think he could go to Milwaukee and be very good. I think that he could go to San Diego and be very good. I would tell you the one thing that if I'm the Mets, I would not do. I would not trade him to the Yankees. That's too risky. That move I would not make. Why? What if the Yankees are able to make him into a star or make him into the into the star that he was a few years ago or budding star or whatever, and he hoists the uh, trophy, the World Series trophy, in the same city after getting dealt from the Mets? That I don't think the, the Mets can handle. That, that would be a little bit too much. We've seen players play for both the Yankees and Mets. Granderson comes to mind. There, there, there have been others. Uh, but I would not take that risk. Any other risk I would take. I would I would trade him on uh, before the deadline or on the deadline. I would. I'd move him somewhere else. It was a risky move, by the way. And you could kind of put them a little bit in the same category, I think. It was a risky move for Tampa Bay to trade Chris Archer to Pittsburgh. That was not a popular move at the time. And even though Tyler Glass now is hurt, I think that the Rays feel like they got the better end of that deal. They got Chaz Rowe. He's a good reliever. They got Austin Meadows. Seems like a pretty good hitter. And if Glasnow ever is healthy, he could probably be just as good as Archer. Archer was at that level where he had kind of peaked in their organization. I think Syndergaard's in the same spot. You cannot look at the name. You cannot look at the jersey and the hair and just assume, oh, he's a popular player. He's Noah Syndergaard. He's peaked with the Mets. He's not even that good this year, but he has peaked in terms of talent with the Mets. It's time for some other organization to take a deep dive into who he is and what he can do. And I'll tell you right now that there's one organization that stands out to me above the others that if I was going to take a shot on a guy, it would be this team. It would be the Houston Astros. If I was the Astros... And I know it wouldn't be wildly popular. I would have to dig into my farm system, trade Tucker, or trade J.B. Bukowskis, maybe trade Corbin Martin. I know Corbin Martin's going to be out for a year. He had Tommy John surgery. Josh James, he's hurt too. Forrest Whitley's been a mess. But Houston has the, the, the chips to make the trade. And you get Syndergaard in front of these guys in Houston with the cameras and the Rapsodos and the spin rate and everything else, that's the chance I would take. Look what, what they've done 
for Garrett Cole. Look at what they've done for Justin Verlander. Is, don't you think that there's a chance they could do it for him? Have the Astros taken on a pitcher and failed miserably with that acquisition? I mean, they've made Wade Miley into a pretty good pitcher. It just makes too much sense. Mets need a pitcher. Uh, Houston needs a pitcher. Mets need to start thinking this thing over again. I, I mean, look, next year, will they have to take a step back? They'll have DeGrom, maybe nothing else in the starting rotation. Yeah, it happens. They'll have to do one-year mercenary types, Bartolo Colon types, Jason Vargas types. And maybe Syndergaard is more of a winter deal. I get it. But if I am Jeff Luno in Houston, that is the guy. I'm going for it. I'm, I'm grabbing him. Houston's World Series window ain't in another five years. They won one lat two years ago. They had some injuries last year. The door is open for them now. Eventually, Springer's a free agent. Altuve's getting older. Correa's been hurt a couple times. Cole's a free agent. I would not dismiss that acquisition. If I am Houston, that is the trade to make. Houston gets Syndergaard. Mets get a top prospect. Houston goes on, potentially wins the World Series. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today with some rookie call-ups after this. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you, and we're here until 2 o'clock on the East, and then we turn it over to full-time fantasy. Adam Rota's Dr. Rota. They got you from 2 to 4 today. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. You can follow us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Also, don't forget our You Make the Call where Yasel Puig may end up at the trade deadline, which is coming up in less than a week from today. Those of you who have reached out on social media and um, and have asked questions, definitely appreciate that. Let's uh, let's somebody had mentioned that they're interested uh, in going over some rookie call ups, players who you can grab now. Now, look, I know a lot of leagues don't do the waivers until Sunday in baseball. So it's going to be hard for you to get any of these players now, but I'll give you a list, a short list, at least for me, of four players who I think that may be available, even in the only leagues, that you can grab. And I think that either uh, of the four players that I'm going to go over, by the way, and I'll, and I'll identify each one, I think two of these players could get dealt. Uh, not a guarantee by any means, but I think that that possibility exists. So let's kind of dive into this a uh, little bit. We'll start off with Luis Urias of the San Diego Padres infielder. He has 19 home runs at AAA. He is getting a lot of playing time with the Padres. He probably will steal five to ten bases over the course of a season. I think that the home run total is a little bit of inflated for him because of the Pacific Coast League, so keep that in mind. But Urias, I think, would play every day over Ian Kinsler. And maybe San Diego was or is just waiting to see where they're at in a week from now. If the Padres play this for the future, they could trade him to another team. If they play it for now, they could trade him for another team. Or what they could do is do nothing, say thank you, Ian Kinsler, for your contributions, and then call up Urias and let him play every day, which I think is probably the most likely scenario. So those of you who are bereft of a middle infielder or even a second baseman, he may be worth the time. And also, if you need some speed, if he gets called up, let's say, August 1st or August 2nd, ends up playing in 45 games, maybe that's four or five steals. That could be a difference maker for you. So head-to-head leagues, points leagues, probably not. But if you're playing in a roto league, you need some speed. I I feel like the future is now for Urias. I don't see any reason to have him blocked by uh, Ian Kinsler. Miami's in the same predicament with Isan Diaz, who I talked about a couple days ago, and Starling Castro. These situations have a, a guy in the present who is at the end of their their run. I think Kinsler's more of the end of the run completely. Castro could probably end up uh, playing somewhere next year. But uh, they have players of the future they want to play. And so these are giveaway-type players. So that's the first one in Luis Urias. Uh, Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays, of course, uh, broke his hand earlier in the season, missed uh, the first two months, and he's bounced back in a big way. 
he's not a monster power guy like his dad, Dante Bichette. So if you close your eyes and you dream of Dante Bichette, how he looked, Bichette's a smaller kid, but he still has some pop. Eight home runs so far in AAA this season in about half a year, two months. 14 stolen bases, 344 on base percentage. It looks like he's going to be a shortstop in the big leagues. I, I don't know how much bigger he's going to get, but he is the best prospect in the minors that Toronto has. They've already called up Guerrero. They've already called up Kevin Biggio. They have a pitcher in Pearson who I think we're going to see later this year too. Toronto is just in a complete rebuild. That's basically it. They're going to be awful this the rest of this year. They're probably going to be awful next year. And then they'll try and do the three-year plan. Because in Toronto, it's really tough for the Blue Jays to completely punt for years. Very popular team, popular franchise, and the fan base is very strong. So Toronto's in the same boat as like San Francisco, St. Louis. They, they, you can't just quit. And so my guess is uh, Toronto probably next year also not very good. They have almost no pitching. But Bichette is someone that's going to come up, and I think he plays every day, August and September. So, again, you're looking for, let's say, five home runs, six steals. That's that's kind of what I think he would provide. I think more value than Urias will also plays in the American League East, so the park factor is, is solid with Bichette. Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros is a strange one. There's a division in their organization as to who likes Tucker and who doesn't, that's for sure. He came up last year. Tucker was probably the number one hitting prospect in all of baseball. Came up last year a couple times, didn't perform. He started off slow this year after being sent to the minors at the gate. Your, uh, Jordan Alvarez overtook him, and you could see the results for Alvarez has been fantastic. But Tucker's numbers in the minors are awesome again. 25 home runs and 21 steals in AAA. He did the same thing last year. I just don't really have a good feel for what he's going to be as a major league player until I see some more of him. And I don't know that September would be a great indication. Houston could have things wrapped up with two weeks to go, and then he plays. Would he even be on a postseason roster for Houston? I'm not sure. Everyone seems to think he's their opening day first baseman or even right fielder in 2020. I mean, Gurriel's not. Gurriel's still under contract for another year, so I don't see him being the first baseman. Maybe Gurriel with DH. Is that possible? Sure. I don't know with Tucker. Would Tucker get moved for uh, Stroman, Syndergaard, somebody? I think that's possible too. But you got to add him if he's open. I mean, now you're at the point here where if you're waiting on the deadline and, and you have a first come, first served league, you're playing a 12 15 team, just pick him up, put him on the bench, see what happens. If he doesn't get traded, doesn't get called up, you could just cut him. That's what I would do. Get ahead of this. And um, and then the final one here is someone that was taken in a lot of drafts before the season, and of course it hasn't worked out at all. Now Oakland has two young pitchers that are both going to be in their rotation, and I think probably make 20 starts, sounds about right, in 2020, not this year. The first one is Jesus Lazardo who everyone talked about as being the top-pitching prospect in baseball, but he missed all of April, all of May, all of June, came back in July, made a uh, rehab start single-A. Now he's moving up the ladder, and in the three rehab starts, or I guess minor league starts really at this point that he's made, his ERA is 3.65, and he could factor in, I think, in every league in August and September because Oakland is going to be fighting you-know-what to get in there, 
So uh, I, I, I just the, the hard part for me is is relying on any rookie pitcher, supposedly from what everybody says, and impossible to verify without seeing him pitch a lot in person that he's got elite skills. And then you kind of envision playing in a head-to-head league last couple of weeks. Lazardo's kicking ass. Do I want him to be starting for me in my fantasy playoffs? Maybe so. But I'm very careful with pitchers. Look, park factor is good for him. He basically strikes out a batter per nine. He's had more than that in the minor leagues. But he's coming off an injury. Will Oakland used openers last year at the end of the year in the postseason. Will Lazardo go six innings in a game? I mean, what, what kind of opportunities does that give you to win? Now, the other pitcher that they have is a former first-round pick out of the University of Florida, A.J. Puck, who had Tommy John surgery, and I'm not sure that they would call him up for this year. He's more of a keeper situation. But, look, we've seen Oakland do very innovative things before. Could they use both of these guys in the sixth inning, the seventh inning, the eighth inning. I certainly think that there's a chance of that. I mean, after all, who would have thought Oakland would be using Liam Hendricks in the ninth inning as their closer ahead of Blake Trina? Nobody would have guessed that at the beginning of the year. So maybe if you're playing an AL-only 15-teamer points league head-to-head type, Lazardo Puck, just to kind of see what happens over the next week, and if they don't do anything and they call either of these kids up, they may be worth rostering, sticking on the bench, seeing how they do, and then putting them in. But I always caution people, not with rookie hitters. I, I'm all in on rookie hitters. These guys come up and they, they mash. But rookie pitchers, I think you got to be really careful with because they could end up hurting you. Even with all of the accrued stats that you have, got to be a little bit careful with those guys. And those are some potential rookies that you could call up in uh, fantasy for the rest of the baseball season. And certainly we'll keep an eye on that as the deadline is less than a week away. Coming up next, we'll update you on the Mets and Padres, also the Cardinals and Pirates. We'll dive into a little fantasy football news from training camps going on around the country, including where I am here in South Florida. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish. Don't forget, you can download and listen to our show every day on demand on the FNTSY app, as well as Stitcher, and of course on iTunes. Make sure to like and subscribe to our show. More fantasy sports today straight ahead. Don't go away. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. 
Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100. That's the best date 100.com. One more time, the best date 100.com. The morning line turn to boxing, where we've got a hundred year old guy ended up uh, ended up fighting and beating a undefeated former undefeated guy that's ten years older than him. That's Manny Pacquiao comes out of retirement, and it just I have no I, every time this guy comes out of retirement, he ends up pushing somebody closer to it. It's crazy to me uh, that people actually paid money to watch this fight weekdays six to seven a.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Craig Mish with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you. And we're here till 4 o'clock on the East. And uh, then we're going to turn it over to full-time fantasy. So stay tuned to that. Let me give you some quick updates what's going on. In uh, in Major League Baseball today, got an interview coming up with John Candelosi, former big league player, really intrigued me, so thought that you guys may be interested in that. Uh, Jacob DeGrom today, four innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs, no walks, six strikeouts. How good is Jacob DeGrom? Man, being wasted in New York, unfortunately for him. The Mets have two hits from J.D. Davis, a hit from Todd Frazier, two RBIs. Eric Lauer, two innings pitch, six hits, four and runs, three walks. He's out of the game. Luis Perdomo's now in for San Diego. The only hit for the Padres today is off the bat of Manny Machado. Again, it's four to nothing Mets. Cardinals are now up three to one on the Pittsburgh Pirates as Paul Goldschmidt has done it again. 22 home runs for Goldie. Is there? Is this it? Is this the beginning of Paul Goldschmidt getting super hot? He's got four home runs in his last seven games, six home runs in his last 15. If you cut bait on Goldie early, it probably was a mistake. He has been uh, coming on now, and the Cardinals are up 3-1 to one on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Could be an interesting uh, run here for St. Louis. It's going to be trouble, I think, for the rest of the league. No doubt about that. All right. As promised, let's do a little uh, fantasy football news. Now, Sean's show is coming up today at 4 o'clock Eastern at the window, I believe it is called. Yes, if I'm not at mistaken. the window. Yep, you got okay. it right. 
Now, uh, before I get into some uh, fantasy football news for today, I want to say that I've uh, seen a couple episodes now of you hosting that show. So my apologies that I had not before. No worries. No worries. But with my crazy crazy (laughs) world and life that I live in, podcasting, live streaming, father of two, uh, lemonade stand, You're everything pretty that busy. I have. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Like the second, by the way, like to, like to just so you understand, Sean, the second I am done with this show, I go take my son to an hour golf lesson. Like the second I'm done. Yeah. No, no rest. And, and then I'm you. back yeah. and then it's dinner. And then and then the second I wake up, it is get him out to camp. And then the second I get back, it is prepare for the show. And then it is, and then tomorrow it's baseball, you know? So it's just it never ends it, for you. Yeah. It, it never ends. It never ends until we take a break. Like when I went to New York uh, a couple weeks nice. ago. All right. So now you had uh, on your show yesterday, I believe it was Drew Pearson. On yes, your show. Correct, is that, yeah. is that right? Former Cowboys okay. wide receiver. Yeah. And then the day before you had Joe Theismann. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Theismann. Yeah. Okay, so so give us, uh, if you don't mind, a little synopsis. Uh, and I'm assuming – I didn't watch all of it entirely, but I just heard both of them kind of talking. But I'm assuming these, these are like team previews that you did, yeah, Cowboys uh, and Redskins? Yeah, right. Joe Theismann, you know, he's still uh, – he covers the Redskins, still involved in that community. So, yeah, we, we did a Redskins preview with Joe. Uh, talked a little bit about Alex Smith and his injury and what he faces coming back from that devastating injury. And then Drew Pearson as well covers uh, the, the Cowboys, and we talked about the Cowboys yesterday, yeah. Okay, um, so, so let, let's start off with the first interview with Joe Theismann. What is his outlook so far on the Redskins? What, what, what thinks, was your takeaway from that? Well, he thinks the Redskins can challenge the Cowboys in the NFC East. Now, I'm, <laughs> I think that's a little uh, too positive uh, of a view for the Redskins this season, but he thinks they, they can have a top-five defense, he said. He loves the defensive line. Um, depth that they have there, Ryan Kerrigan, outside rusher. So he was very, um, I guess, positive on the Redskins, as you would expect. You know, he's he's a homer, you know, to a degree. Um, and same thing with Drew. Drew thought the the, the Cowboys could contend uh, with the Eagles in, in the uh, NFC yeah. East as well. So yeah, they, yeah and, you know. and 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 look, uh, you know, Theismann, of course, one of the greatest Redskins of all time. Drew Pearson, mm-hmm. one of the greatest wide receivers for the for the Cowboys of all time. And if they're part of the organization in any sort of way, you un, you know, you've been in doing this long enough to know yes. that that's going to be the direction that they're going to go with it. I just wanted but their I, opinions on, on the team, like uh, just to go over, like their you know the. Additions, subtractions from last year, and, and all that, and then people can make their own, up up their own mind, you know, just based on on that, you know, because yeah, they're, they're going to give a positive view of the team, yeah, no doubt. Okay, all right, yeah. So, um, you know, for me at this stage with those you know kind of teams, and are you doing another preview today, like with another NFC East team? Is that how you're how you're doing it? Or well, you I, I originally was going in order from AFC divisions first, and then I got to the West, the AFC West, and it's impossible to get people on. It's it's really hard. Uh, with, with the whole thing with Tyreek Hill going on right now, the the, the writers don't even want to you know come on. So uh, I figured you know uh, I'll go to the NFC East and it's been a little easier. So I might flip back to the uh, AFC West depending on who who comes on today. So I'm not sure yet to to answer your question. Okay, all right. So what was the biggest takeaway for fantasy for you from uh, both teams, Dallas and Washington, aside from the homerism? What were the, yeah. what, the single biggest takeaway? Interesting. That's interesting the, the way you phrased that. As far as the I'm putting you on the spot. With both yeah, teams, mean, I'm putting the, you on the spot. The Redskins, the, 
Darius Geis. Uh, I was really high on Darius Geis if he could stay healthy. If he thought that he could really contribute this year with Adrian Peterson still in the backfield, he was really high on him. Jordan Reed, he, I mean, the guy can never stay healthy at tight end, but um, uh, he also mentioned him as well. Um, for the Cowboys, I mean, it's all Ezekiel Elliott. He was Drew Pearson, of course was very high on him with Travis Frederick coming back uh, after missing all last season. He thinks that'll stabilize the offensive line for the Cowboys, which he said struggled last year. So Zeke, of course, uh, you right. hear that with every fantasy uh, expert. Of course, yeah. Know, I'm just, you know, five. for me, I I have him in a uh, keeper league, and I'm, I'm you know, praying that he plays. Like, <laughs> I have no shot yeah. if he sits out. Well, if he holds out. But, yeah, I don't – he has two years left on his deal. I, I doubt he's going to – hold out for long, right? I mean, I don't see Jerry Jones giving him a new deal, but uh, we, we talked about, about that as well. Drew expects him to be in camp, um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. But uh, Dak Prescott, it was, Drew was very high in Dak Prescott. Loves him. Loves mm-hmm. him this year. Thinks he's going to have his best best season uh, with Amari Cooper, full season there in, in Big D. So so that was one guy. Dak, he was very high in Dak. He doesn't understand the doubters. That was Drew. Drew was, uh, that's his guy, I guess, so not surprising. But, um, that's the biggest takeaway from from Drew Pearson was okay. his love for Dak. I mean, he mentioned Jason Witten coming back, but I don't know how much fantasy value Jason Witten's going to have for people out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, you know, for me, me, the thing with Dak Prescott is is that he he was so good a couple of years ago, and I thought he was pretty good last year too, but I'm just not. I don't know. I, I just feel like in fantasy, he's never going to be a top ten option. Yeah, I'm with um, you. And, and that's kind of where I stand with it. Like, he's always that QB2, that the streaming guy. You have a bye week. You got to put somebody in. And I think he's kind of that guy. As far as the Redskins go, honestly, Sean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't think they're any better than, like, 4-12 and 12 or 5-11. and 11. It too. looks like a really bad team this year. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, by, the way, they, and by the way, they should. You know, they, they should be a bad team. They should take a step back. And like, that's, the Redskins yeah. always, always are fighting, you know, it's yeah. just, for nothing. Well, Dwayne Haskins, if he starts from week one, yeah, definitely they're going to struggle even more. Um, four and twelve, yeah, I, I could see that definitely. Five and eleven, that nothing more than five wins. I I don't see it, especially in that division. The Eagles are better. Yeah. The Cowboys are better. Are the Giants that much better than the uh, Redskins? No, no, yeah. no. They're 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 backseat team too. You yeah. know. The best running back, maybe, but what else? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know, Daniel Jones, hopefully. Well, Ingram, Evan Ingram. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's on my keeper league too. I like yeah. him a lot this year. So yeah, I, I was really worried this year about the tight end position. Yeah, when Gronk, you know, kind of stepped away, Howard. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people think Howard's going to oh, be good. Yeah. I just, he's, you know, you know what happened? It's, yeah. it's, it's my own fault last year. Uh, you know, one of the leagues actually that I I didn't win. I won a championship in one of like the three or four leagues that I played in, and it was uh, a Mia Co League. You know, helping somebody else out. But we were streaming the tight ends all year long, man, and it spooked me going into this year in my keeper league. I'm like, I got to get like a halfway decent tight end. These rookie tight ends aren't doing it. I don't know. I like Fant. I saw him play oh, in I college. Fant. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I li- I, I, everyone thinks Hawkinson's going to be better. I think Fant is going to be better than Hawkinson. I'm not worried about the blocking part of it. Fant, right, to right. me, is Mr. Checkdown in that offense. Hawkinson, I think, eventually will be good. And Irv Smith, too. But for me, I really... Uh, you know, Fant was the guy that I saw play the most. I saw both guys play at Iowa a ton, and their quarterback just basically would just throw it right over the middle to either of those guys and let him run. And Fant, to me, was the more explosive guy there. Well, what do you think, um, Fant? Over or under six touchdowns this year? Mm, under, probably. You think so? I could, I could, I on on his rookie tight so. ends? 
He'll be a red zone yeah, threat. Yeah, but these I mean, that's rookie tight ends. He caught a lot of touchdowns, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, it's, listen, it's at Penn State, Mike, uh, the Dolphins last year drafted this kid, Mike Gusecki. They were telling us in the I he remember was catch <laughs> 10 touchdowns. I don't think he had any. Did he even have a touchdown last year? Wow, it was the Dolphins, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I'm still high on him, though. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, the quick news and notes here. Uh, Taylor Luan, I think probably the best tackle in football, posted a video online about his suspension. Apparently there's like a a, a possibility he may not be suspended, but I, I'm not a huge Titans fan, although Derrick Henry was so good last year that he can't be ignored. Losing their left tackle for four games definitely has me shook. Uh, so we'll see if he ends up playing or not. They drafted a receiver this year. Ah, Tennessee's just not an exciting team, bottom line. Uh, Dolphins kicked off their camp today. They brought Alan Hearns in for a workout. I'm trying to see if I can see if they're going to sign him or not. For those of you who follow me, you may know I've broken a lot of Dolphins news also over the last few years too. So I feel like I have a pretty good bead on that as well. And uh, I don't know if you guys checked out this uh, Cleveland Browns hype video. Pretty good, though. Pretty good. Jim Rome talking and uh, all about Beckham and Landry and and uh, Baker Mayfield. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, Cleveland winning the Super Bowl seems a bit much to me. I don't know how you go from where they were last year to winning a Super Bowl, but I could see them winning 10 games. I mean, that, that sounds realistic to me. I'm going under that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, everyone has them. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I, look, until, until you unseat Pittsburgh for me, you know, talk to me when that happens, when you're there. I know Baltimore's there, too. I suppose maybe it's a product of the division, too. Uh, you would think that Pittsburgh is a little worse than they were. You would think that uh, Baltimore's, uh, I don't know if they're going to be better or worse. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I think that's easily the safest way to go. Although the worst team in the NFL is in that division in Cincinnati, that's for sure. Uh, I think Cincinnati may be worse than Miami. Okay, uh, coming up next, we'll uh, hear from John Cangelosi, former big league player. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing.
Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here on the show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, and uh, we will be here till 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, former Major League player John Cangelosi has a new book out uh, by uh, KP Wee, You can download it anytime you want on Amazon. It's nineteen ninety nine to buy nine ninety nine on Kindle. He was on my podcast, uh, which came out yesterday. Uh, it's the he was on the nineteen ninety seven Marlins that won a World Series. He played a long time with Jim Leland, and now he is a youth coach in Chicago. He has a business partnership with Bo Jackson, and uh, he shared a lot about his history and his thoughts on the game and kind of how he ended up winning the World Series and being just five foot eight like me and going on and having a ten year major league career. And I caught up with him and talked to him about uh, his experiences and specifically how they ended up winning the World Series. You know, um, it's funny you ask that because early on, I mean, and again, I mean, just to, to backstep a few, I mean, unfortunately, everyone's, oh, yeah, we bought the World Series. We did this. We did that. You know, we didn't buy nothing. You still got to go out and perform. You still got to have team chemistry. You got to have guys that. Um, will be able to, you know, uh, pick one each other, one, one guy up if he's struggling or whatever. So, I mean, no one's ever said, oh, you know what, the Yan- you know, Yankees bought the World Series. I mean, no, you, you're able to put a good team together, and at the end of the day, you still got to perform. But going back to 97, first of all, you got one of the best managers in baseball from a strategical standpoint, never, got, never gets outmanaged. From the seventh inning on, never gets outmanaged, always has a – uh, a move uh, to offset the other guy puts his players in the best percentage possible to be successful. And with that being said, man, our, our first um, to all-star break, we were struggling a little bit. We weren't scoring runs. We were getting really good pitching. Um, we, we just weren't coming together. And, and we finally had a meeting and just said, Hey man, you know, we, we just, we, we need a little bit more something here. You know, you just can't throw your bat and glove on the field, expect to win. And, um, we got a couple key trades with Darren Dalton. When, when we when we got Darren Dalton, Craig Council, it just changed the whole uh, dynamic of the team. It, uh, Darren brought that that captain, that swag, that you know whole bar none, you know bullshit attitude. You know, just leave it on the field, and you know, and it just it it changed our persona and the way we went about our business. And we went on a roll as soon as we got Darren Dalton. We went on a roll and. I think we uh, we went from third place in the wild card to first place within a month. 
And, and so you guys go on there and, and then you're carried, uh, you know, on the field, obviously by pitching when you get to that point. But what was it like uh, watching Levon Hernandez do what he did? I, I don't think anybody saw that coming, Johnny. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was the most popular guy in Miami. That's for sure. For a number of years after that. You know what he was and, and his personality, you know, fit that whole criteria, you know, but what a great story, man. He comes over from Cuba and, you know, his brother's in Cuba still. El Duque hasn't come to the States yet. And I mean, as a brother, you probably feel guilty. Um, we were able to get his mom to see a game. I don't know how long it was before he saw his mom, maybe a year or two. I really can't recall, but I mean, just for him to be on that stage, being Cuban, where 90% of the people in Florida are Cuban or Hispanic descent. Um, it was a great story. He threw the ball well, picked us up. You know, unfortunately, Alex Fernandez uh, throws a great game in, in uh, San Francisco and then later finds out, um, I don't know if it was a torn rotator cuff or labor. I can't remember which one, but we lost him. And then LeVon stepped in and, and did a phenomenal job for us. John Cangelosi uh, really came off the bench in that 97 team, uh, got a big hit also in the postseason as well. And I, and I think when I look back on that and I look at all the players that you assembled, to me, Johnny, I just can't get over how many great players were on that team. I don't know if there was a player that you uh, really enjoyed playing with or if there was any individual on that team that you can speak to because I know that you played with uh, Benia uh, previous to that, I believe, with, uh, with the Pirates. But you, you had some great pitching. You had some great closers. But as you mentioned, the pieces of that team, yourself and Darren Dalton and, uh, and some of the other guys in that team, I know Cliff Floyd came and, and played on that 97 team at the end as well. Eisenreich. Yeah, Jim Eisenreich, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you guys had so many nice players that, that came in. Was there one that, that sticks out for you at that time of being on that team? Um, you, you know what? We, we, all, we all gelled. Uh, we all knew what we had to get done. And, and, and that's why Jim Leland's probably the best manager out there. He's, he's, he's a psychiatrist. He uses reverse psychology. For example, you know, you, you got Jim Eisenreich, myself, um, Jeff Conine became so, somewhat of a utility player. Uh, we had um, uh, Kurt Abbott. We, we, had, we had a great bench. And Jimmy Leland always made us feel wanted. You know? And, again, I had the opportunity to play for him for four different teams. So he always knew how to get the best out of us. You know? so, because if you really look at it in hindsight, your bench players are the one that's going to come up in the most important part of the game. You know, and, and we got to come through in those situations. You know, we, we might not play every day, but you're asked quite a uh, you're asked quite a lot as a utility player to come in. For example, I, I'd come in leading off an inning if we're up a run or down a run, and you know I got to get on base, and I, everyone in the ballpark knows I'm going to steal second base. So it, that was my job. Eisenreich was the left-handed RBI guy off the bench. You know, uh, we had the spot start, so. Make a long story short, Leland just put a whole team together from, you know, having three lefties in the bullpen, having quality starters. And, and to answer your question, I, I'd have to say Moise Alou was probably the most, uh, uh, what do I want to say, great teammate. But I feel like Moise Alou was the MVP of that year. I mean, he came up with big hits. You know, he was – if it wasn't for LeVon's story, I, I, you know, me personally, I feel like Moise Alou could have easily been the most valuable player to World Series. 
um, big hits, played every day, great in the locker room. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to take anything from anybody else, but um, I'm just answering your question. I, I thought Moise Alou really stepped up that year. Well, that, that brings me to my final question about 97, and then I want to talk about your career. For those people who don't know, uh, Johnny ended up playing with Jim Leland, not just with Pittsburgh and the Marlins, and then he went on, uh, even after his Marlins days, played a year with the Rockies too. Leland, uh, people don't even remember that um, actually managed with the Rockies after the Marlins. But you bring up Alou, and that is the final, really, uh, question about 1997 because I, the real shame of everything, of course, Johnny, and, and this is really what started some of Marlins history, was the dismantling of that team. And Alou was really one of those first yeah. guys to go about a month later. I remember opening day uh, begging my parents to allow me to go and watch you guys get your rings. And, and I see you and Bobby Bo and, and CJ and, and, and a few other guys, and that was really it. The rest of the players were traded. Yeah. And, I, and I just wonder how many more World Series or how many NL pennants you guys would have won if you would have kept that together. The team was so good. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't want to like um, – I don't want to say this is hearsay or I can't remember where I heard it from, but at the end of the day, may rest in, may rest in peace. Wayne Izinga was a great – owner he um we had a meeting one time and and um uh, all-star break or whatever it was and and we found out through the grapevine that he was in the process from his management team saying that he was going to sell the team because of that whole tobacco with the retractable dome they didn't want to build him a new stadium yada yada but he came in and said whatever it takes to win a world series i am here And, and and he was true to what he said we got darren Dahl, we got craig council you know, those were major pieces to us winning uh, that final two months of the season. And then after the season, um, it, it, it came to my notice that they had a meeting, you know, Alex Fernandez and a few other guys that had those big contracts, and they were going to try and either to, to defer some money or do something to to make it financially um, better for Wayne Heidinga, and things fell through, and he sold off, he sold off the team. And unfortunately – you, you, the biggest character, the biggest uh, personality was Moise Alou, and he was the first guy to go, which sucked, man. I mean, within two weeks, you're trading, you know, the guy that pretty much won you the World Series, you know, and it kind of just didn't sit well with us. And to answer your question again, of course, man, we had every piece of the puzzle. We had a great bench. We were still young enough. We were still under contract one more year. I, I signed a two-year deal. I think Eisenreich was three-year but we're still under contract. Everyone was, no one's going to make more money. We were all, we we're all signed through. I mean, I think Moisey and all these free agents, I think they had a four-year deal or whatever. So everything was in place. And I guess Wayne listened to his money people and the city of my city, of Miami, they weren't going to buy him a new uh, stadium. So he sold off the whole team. And then I think years later he came out and he said that he made the wrong decision. So Again, he didn't say that to me. I don't know if that's true. I heard that from uh, – I can't remember where, but he uh, admitted publicly that he made, he made the wrong decision. I mean, we could have we definitely contended. And I, with the chemistry and the manager and, and, you know, having the city not able to give us the opportunity to defend the World Series champs, like the, the whole Miami thing and bring in – uh, Cubans back to the field. I mean, that city was up and ready, 
and we just took the air out of the bubble, if that makes sense. It does. And, and, I, and I think, and I've told people that, that there was no coming back from that for a lot of fans at that time. They were so hurt. Yeah. You almost yeah, never it, it, in, in any sport, Johnny, you go from the top to the bottom so quickly. Like, it just doesn't happen. We, 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 yeah. We went, we went to the 98, uh, we went to 98 spring training, and I shit you not, 98 spring training – we go, we don't, we have one guy on the staff, one guy, Levant. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else is gone. Okay. Um, we have, we have maybe, we have Sheffield and Renneria. And I believe. I think Benia was, I mean, was there. Yeah. Benia was there. They were, yeah. But we, uh, but Benia, Sheffield, CJ, and somebody were the only ones left. And then, before uh, the trade deadline, we traded them. We all traded them to L.A. Remember, we got yeah, we got Piazza. Uh, Mike yeah, Piazza. Yeah. we got Piazza. You know, it's just a, a money transaction, and then everyone went their own way. But I mean, we didn't have an outfield. That's when Dunwoody, Kotze, uh, you know, we had all these guys from the minor leagues because there were so many jobs open. You know, that we re- we really couldn't even field the team in '98, if you ask me. All right, that's uh, John Cangelosi, former big league player. And, uh, yeah, my podcast, Swings and Mishes, is also available on iTunes. But uh, every once in a while, we do an interview there that I think that transcends fantasy and is really just interesting to hear the historical perspective of baseball. And I felt like that was a good one. We actually spoke to uh, Angie for about 35 minutes and so uh, what I did was just played, you know, some of the baseball, baseball oriented stuff. But he's got a really interesting story. And for those of you who were playing in the old Roto Leagues or Stratomatic or APBA, he was more of a uh, – he excelled more in the late 80s, early 90s before we got into the whole, you know, playing on the internet sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, you could steal some bases and – Played with Barry Bonds, played under Jim Leland for a long time, and every once in a while I like to bring back history. And So there you go, 12 minutes of that. If you want to hear the whole thing, just download my podcast, uh, Swings and Mishes, or go to Twitter at Swings and Mishes. You can download it just like you download this show on iTunes. Uh, it's available. Not My podcast is not as available as this show is. <laughs> I have to figure out how to make my podcast more available like it is on uh, all the other formats that we have this show on. But I know it's available on iTunes and also SwingsandMishes.com. All right, we'll take a final time out. We got our exit velocity segment coming up next, and then full-time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. This is Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. 
Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD, plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Keith Dubbin. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Fish. All right, welcome back. It's time to end the show uh, on this Thursday. We have a lot of fun here on uh, Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, we will be back tomorrow once again at noon for our Friday edition of the show. And then, boy, I can't wait till next week. Major League Baseball trade deadlines. Let's see. We got Monday. Let's see. We have... uh, Monday the 29th, uh, Tuesday the 30th, and then the deadline is on next Wednesday. So we're going to be rocking and rolling with 72 hours of the deadline when we come back here on Monday. Before we get out of here, let's end the show with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, time for a little exit velocity to end the show. Paul Goldschmidt has hit a home run again today, four games in a row. And don't look now, but the Cardinals, without Ozuna, without Carpenter, are all of a sudden turning up the offense. They're going to sweep the Pirates today. They're going to be a half game out of first place in the National League Central. And it was just way too early to write them off in April and May. That is for sure. So for those of you with fantasy purposes, 
Look for the Cardinals in the next week or so to add a piece or two. Good franchise. Good team. Didn't play well in the first half. There's no doubt about that. But guess what? They didn't play well in the first half last year. They made the managerial change, and all of a sudden, they took fire. It's happening right now with them again. That will do it for our show today. Thanks again to Joe Pizapia for coming on. Hope you enjoyed that interview that we did with former big leaguer John Cangelosi. And thanks again to Sean for producing our show once again today with our producer Chris on vacation. And we will be back here tomorrow at noon for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. I certainly hope you will join in and listen to the program as we close out the week. We got full-time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis. And they will carry you all the way until 4 o'clock Eastern. I will speak to you guys tomorrow at noon for our Friday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great Thursday. I'm off to golf camp. See you tomorrow. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.